bro. What up, what up, yeah, what up? Welcome to Fireside Jam. My name is Baca, rocking with you. We also got Lakari. Known Yo, as- this, is, this is Galactic Nomad, formerly known as Lakari on via on podcast. But these days it's just the Galactic the Galactic Nomad. You know, I'm, try, I'm still trying to figure out if GN sounds cool. Y'all let me know if that sounds cool or, or fool or, or whack. You know what I'm saying? Um, whatever. But, yeah, thank you for joining. Chewbacca, take yeah. it away, man. Hey, man, I was actually uh, about the name. I've been thinking about GMAT, bro. GMAT? GMAT, yeah. Nah. But no, man. <laughs> GMAT. Oh, GMAT. But that's like yeah. that's like I'm mad all the time, you know. Like I'm like I'm beating, like I'm going around beating people. I, I, I'm all about peace these days, guys. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like not. I may, you know, huh? Maybe not. Maybe not, bro. We'll figure something out, y'all. You know, but maybe yeah. y'all think that's cool. Mad, D mad, D mad. You know, maybe I'm D mad when I'm mad. You know, shit, fuck it. Why not? Sure. Yeah. I don't believe hey, always, y'all. Send them, uh, send send them suggestions on Instagram. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'll be dope. Y'all got my Insta. Y'all got both of them. Y'all got the Galactic Nomad, Koala. Y'all got Fireside Jams, of course. You yeah. know, and then you got Galactic, Galactic Nomad is, a, is uh, that, that's, that's enough by itself. Um, yeah, but but I'm not, don't worry, though. I'm not going to cheat this like a mixtape and, and, and plug in all my homies on on, on this recording. I, it'll be, in the, uh-huh. it'll be in, in the description, y'all. I get how that goes. Follow this, follow that. I'm like, bro, like, damn. I can't remember that shit. Exactly like using a news camera in front of a news camera. Like you I know what I'm saying? To my mom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shit, it's all good. But yeah, man. Like, what's been up though, Shabaki, bro? I'm trying. I'm trying to fight not eating this, this uh, edible uh, birthday oh, yeah. cake. Don't, don't yeah, that yeah, cake. yeah. So like, let's let's get going, bro. Because uh, that's it. It's I'm, Friday, man. I'm a, yeah. So it's Friday, and I'm amazed how close we are to Christmas. After it just being a week after Thanksgiving, this shit is blowing me. I gotta get yeah. presents and shit. Wow. Yeah, what the fuck, man? I don't. What, what do you get people on Christmas, man? Like, cause it, it's weird. It's like everybody got a job. So like, what do you give people with jobs? You know, like <laughs> whatever happens to just time and shit. Like, let's just spend time together. You know, like we still talk about gifts in COVID twenty twenty. Man, yeah, I, I spend time with like family but i guess it's more, more so uh my son i gotta get him get him a gift and then people shout out to liam shout year, out to liam oh yeah shout out to liam people that i met throughout the year i want to show them i appreciate them and shit you know what i'm saying send them yeah, a little man. small gift i don't put too much well i put thought into it i don't like i don't stress over it you know what i'm saying at least for me but i stress over liam's gift yeah liam, liam's gonna do a commercial for fireside jam soon Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Y- y'all gonna love Liam. Like Liam, Liam's is like he's he's like a mix of adorable and tweaky at the same time. You know, don't <laughs> don't don't hang around him when you're on mushrooms. <laughs> you know that's it. I can say that because you know I ain't, I ain't the parent. You know what I'm saying y'all DCFS fuck y'all. You know he's a good piece of good. They they good parents, but um you know what I'm saying like. Being around that kid on mushrooms, I'm just like, bro, like, chill, chill. You know, these kids high energy. You just want to be like, well, damn, bro, you're freaking me out right now. Like, go over there. And they keep coming back, you know. They just just love fucking with people. So, you know, y'all going to love Liam when y'all see him on the commercials and shit and realize that, you know, his parents raised him right. 
coming and are raising them right. But yeah, what uh, what presents you just thinking of getting? And who you got to get presents for? Bro, what the fuck, man? I got a girlfriend now. Um, you know, I say now like we haven't been dating for like nine months, but you know, I, it's like a new thing. I be seeing these things on Instagram when they be like, "Yo, you just you just say look, look, let's let, let, let not." You know what I'm saying? But like they be hinting at that, that you know what I'm saying? They be like, Yeah, but it's a thought that counts and she know that shit don't don't ain't real. So I'm trying to figure out to get her. And I think I, I think I, I think I did my thing. Uh oh, you it, I figured it out for her for sure. But I got a question, like, do you get the girlfriend's parents and family and all them niggas like shit? Like don't you still got your family and shit? And is it still yeah, yeah, that's like you know, it's like a, it's a spiral, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like you just get a new family and shit. It's like damn, like that. Hey you know, man, so got make that first impression. Yeah, but you would you, do you think? Do you think that that's important? Do you find that valuable? Like, would you like? Would you advise like the the, the audience? Like, would you say that that's like something that you know you should do? I think so. If especially if you've already met met her family and you guys are are that engaged in your relationship, uh, yeah, to where. You're you're on a first name basis with uh, her parents, and I would definitely get some gifts for, especially to show gratitude, you know, for to thank them for, uh, you know, making her shit, and uh, you know, basically show courtesy and shit like that too. Yeah, you know, it's crazy though, bro. Like, and, 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 and y'all, he's absolutely right because, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, that's, that's just how it is. But I'm, I'm, I'm a, I don't know about y'all, but I'm an ignorant ass nigga sometimes. Like I don't do all that. I don't do all that. Hey, Mister So and So. It's like, what's up, man? What's up, Tony Tone? You know what I'm saying? You oh, go yeah, to you a, like, to. yeah. If you build a relationships with a new family like y'all, like don't don't go on there some soft ass shit because like they people want to see what they how they can use you, man. Like you know, what I'm it's inevitable with us. Like I'm not saying that that's that's the type of people that like you know, you know, but but that's just the type of people that's out there, y'all. So be mindful of that. When y'all get out there, you know, yeah. because you gotta understand that, like, yo, yo, peace of mind is the most sacred thing you can have. And, you know, kissing up and looking up and talking up to people only brings you down because it got life happens in equilibrium. You know, it has, it's, it's balanced chaos. You know, yeah. so focus on uplifting yourself and living the life that you want to live, y'all. And everything else gonna fall in place. Yep, yep. That's real. That's real. Relationships can be tough, but. You- I think that's something you got to remember, no matter but, what, yeah, uh, what relationship you're in, or even yeah. even a relationship between your boss and shit like that. And I know I know you are included in this. I will never forget that guy uh, that talked to us on the train platform at North and Clyborne. I think about him every day, bro. He's Damn real, every bro. day. <laughs> Damn near. Homeless dude on the or down to people. Tell them. Tell them about it. Yeah, I, man, I forgot where we were coming from. I just remember that moment. I'm sure we were. It might have been working. It was a Chicago. It was a Chicago stop on the red line. Yep. It the Chicago yep. or the Grant or the Grand. It was. It was. No, it was North and Clyborne stop. Uh, well, see, yo, yeah, trust his memory, man, because my memory is, <laughs> is shit. But but I forgot it's where shit. It's in progress. That's the only thing. I yeah. Might have been the Apple Store. Yeah, it looks like we're going to add um, uh, a, a guest to the show real soon, y'all. So we're going to have to kind of move, move on along with 
We'll, we'll fill y'all in, at, at, you know, on that. For no, sure. we got we got time. We got time. Okay, we got time. That shit, but that yeah, that was that was that was fun. Like, you know, and it, it's crazy how that's why it, it's crazy how people around us, no matter what their situation is, we focus so much. It's so perverted. We focus so much on each other's situation that we can't even get the information out of it. You know, everybody's like, well, that nigga homeless. I can't, you know what I'm saying? But that's yeah. they bag. That's they life. You know what I'm saying? That's they prerogative. Unless you're going to enhance their oh, life. Oh, dude was a veteran, though. He Was was he homeless? I think, I, I, he, he, hey, I'm not going to assume the man's life. I just know the nigga was going <laughs> to push us. He was going to push us on the platform, on the pitch oh, yeah. platform. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So, y'all, y'all, you know what I'm saying? If y'all know, you know, veterans out there doing push-ups on pitch as, uh, you know, Platforms and shit. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, but you that was that honestly that dude got way more respect for me. I don't even know, know that dude. I got he got the most you got one of the most respect out of anybody I met. Like like the really? first impression I had. Because he was just like never talk up to somebody, never talk down to somebody, always just talk to him. With yeah. equals type shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's some shit kids need to know. Kids need to hear. Real shit, real shit. And, and, and well, hmm? One thing that I don't know. If, yeah, this is a question. So there's definitely times where uh, you got to be like, well, you don't have to, but it's probably easier to be like, yo, what's up, mister? Or like when you're talking to a professor at first, professor, mister, missus, and shit like that. That's because they tell you. That, that's because that's how they introduce themselves, man. If you if you got yeah. an end that, that tells you their name, if it's a professor, you paying that nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. That's your employee, nigga. Do, do, do you see the future um, holding formalities like that? Fuck formalities. Formalities are old, bro, because, like, formalities it, it pretend that there's hierarchies of, of, yeah, of, of influence. Good. You know, I'm looking at I'm looking at you control the direction of the planet. I'm looking at, you know, you uh, with louder voices than most politicians. I'm looking at you with more influence than most celebrities, most hey, older celebrities, sure. you know? So it's like, well, not, not you, nigga, you, T-H, you too, nigga, but, you know, <laughs> you, like you, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, shit, y'all, y'all can't, yeah, with the AirPods, it's, 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 it's weird. If that's why, if, hey, whatever else you sleep at night, bro, whatever else you sleep at night, bro, that's your bag, bro. Um, getting back to it, though, like, it's just like the youth really are, um, they, they, they the ones that, that we just gotta get the fuck out the way. Yep, so if yep. we not, if we not, if we not give, throwing resources at them to help them and like to support them, then we really need to just get the fuck out the way because it's really not our world. It's, we just, we all just renting this shit. It's existing. We avatars, man. Yeah. Yep. But, but hey, I digress. We got it's seven fifteen. Um, you mind if we add add our guy on the call? Yeah. So uh, we're uh, welcome to our stargaze section, uh, where we interview uh, stars in our within our circles and communities and talk, highlight what they do and get to know them a little bit personally. So uh, turn today, the starlight on. For the starlight, hell yeah! <laughs> Today yeah, we got starlight. Kendrick from uh, Us in Tech. Bro, I just got out of therapy, man. That shit is beautiful. It's interesting though, cause like you know, I be telling them like, 
But yeah, y'all, this is how I feel. Y'all feel y'all way. You know, I don't feel like I should give so much of myself to a to a person that that just based on papers should just know everything about me without giving them giving me giving me something. This should be a mutual relationship. This should be a mutually beneficial relationship. We should enhance each other. We should we should learn off each other. You know, like I shouldn't just tell you everything about me and then just say, okay, what do you think? You know, yeah. that's yeah. that's weird. I, I could if I wanted to talk to myself, I could just do that at home for free. You know, yeah. Bro. Real shit. So oh, that's pretty much. Huh? How do you go through therapy? You just made me uh, interested. Well, in that, like, I just looked up some people, and I, I found, you know, I look for black women because honestly, and this, this is real talk to all the niggas out there, bro. Black women are 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 our strongest ally, but also they're not they're not our rivals either, y'all. They're not our opponents. You know, uh-huh. what I'm saying we gotta do what we can with our privilege, niggas. Uh, to, to empower them and it has to, you know, like it's. A, I, I wish we had them them old school ways. I'm, I'm going on, on a tangent, but I wish we had them old school ways that we used to, you know, what I'm saying. But people, it's like, I don't know. Sometimes you're like, yo, I just want us to just like be able to beat somebody's ass if they do some shit. Like, you know, you put down a woman, that should be like, you know, you should get them hands, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like real shit. Like that should just be street law. Ain't no, ain't no shoot acts and shit. Yeah, ain't no too bad. You just take your, you eat that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Cause you trying to get better. It's not about revenge. You trying to get better. Like if, if yeah. street justice was actually justice for like, you know, to put you into a bigger, uh, a better spot in your life, bro, then you should just be able to eat that without trying to get some vengeance because you know you lost. That's some sucker mm-hmm. shit. But going back into it, um, you know, I just found a black woman and it was, it was dope. You know, I just, you know, I love black women because, you know, I, honestly, there's, there's, there's no reason. There's just, there shouldn't be a reason why, you know. But I find them to be our, our strongest ally to understand what we're going through as, as black men, you know, especially in America, and to be able to empathize, but also to guide and enhance us, you yeah, know, in a way that that no one else can. You yeah, know, this is point blank, you know. I'm, yep. I'm, bi- I'm probably biased because you know all my all the people that raised me was women, strong, powerful black women, and I'm learning that when you say strong women, you know, to them that's just how they identify themselves too, you know. <laughs> but their strength was in many different ways, you know, them being like dynamic in their in what they do, you know, for for those that they love, for you know themselves. For God, you know, they places they work and shit, but you know, I could just go on all day and day, day in and day out, you know, what I'm saying on that and, and the reasons why. But you know, it was just, it was just, it was just powerful to kind of, you know, bridge the gap and learn communication is even, you know, how to communicate effectively, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but but basically, you were saying you don't you don't just feel your problems out to her, right? Yeah, I'm like just spilling. Like, I feel like I'm not, I, I'd rather like, like have like more give and take. conversational or like, because uh, you know how usually therapists are like leading the conversation and then they sit back, listen to you talking shit? How's it yeah, that? So with us, it's kind of like we're just analyzing life and she's seeing how I think and I'm seeing how she thinks. Oh. And we're just like, you know, sharing that 
And from that, you know, I gain new perspectives and insights. I look at all relationships as the same. This is that this relationship is more um, in, in, informed on psychological um, um, uh, uh, jargon or whatever. You know, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, it's just somebody being yeah. translate what I'm going through on a science tip or on a math way and a philo- philosophical way. Or you know, what I'm saying it doesn't matter yeah. if you're. You know, it's just that I just look at all relationships as the same. I, there's no talking up. Because you're in this formal position. I don't give a damn. But I respect you. I respect you for having that. But that doesn't, you know, say I, hey, man, I, I don't shout, think... out, shout out to Galactic Nomad for the unorthodox ways of thinking that, that are, I, I feel like, groundbreaking. That's that's dope. Yo, hey, say, bro. hey, honestly, bro, it ain't about me, bro. You know, I always say fuck my ego. I, just no, I appreciate you. Nothing. No, bro, I appreciate I, you. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody listening. You know, it's not even about me. I just, I just want y'all to know that it's about y'all. And let's see how people. You gave people access to that, uh, that different way of uh, looking at therapy. Because not, not everybody really. I mean, a lot of people even don't even just want to do therapy. You know what I'm saying? So maybe this will uh, encourage other people to go into therapy uh, with a different lens. And therapy needs to be a different type of conversation. Yeah, therapy needs to be like in the uh, what do they call it? Uh, I I want I want uh, I want like you know like what like payment from slavery. Why can't I say that word? A human right? No, no. <laughs> the pay, the payment from slavery. Right? A what? No, I was I was I was trying to make a joke about Bernie, like a human right. <laughs> no, but what was no. I was say? No, what do they call it? Like when you want uh, reparations? Oh, that should be in the rep- that should be in the reparations oh. package. That should be in the reparations package of oh. street therapy for black black people. You know, say so how you gonna how you gonna how you gonna like fuck up people's mind and then say deal with it. But we'll just throw really money at you, fill you in with some other shit. That's be a reparation. Yeah, man. Hey, Therapy, so education. Far the administration, nigga. I already applied, bro. He's hiring. <laughs> I, bro, I already applied to every position that, that was applicable. Because it doesn't make yeah. sense to just complain about the problem and say, well, Bernie really? or Biden did this without being like, okay, well, I I can have a conversation with a nigga that did this and we could change some things. Yeah, I don't even remember if he fucked with reparations, though. That's the fucked up part. One thing that I heard recently is that Joe Biden fucked up the. Uh, and honestly, I'm not. I'm not saying Joe Biden versus Trump. It's fucked. I'm just saying people as people. I'm just saying yeah. how Trump, how how Biden is affecting me right now. I heard that you know uh, from uh, Biden policy, we definitely don't put you know have to uh, look into this more. But from Biden policy, that that made it so that student loans is the only thing that you can't bank, uh, file bankruptcy on. What the fuck? Yeah. Because of a, a damn uh, Biden Biden uh, policy, and from that, you know, no matter what, you could be a retiree, you could still get money taken out. You know, they said that they said that over there. Yeah, they was talking about that on the on the, uh, on the Joe Joe uh, Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, I mean, well, I wasn't hundred percent fucking with him. I will say shout out to him and his administration shout out to my for, ex. for hiring. <laughs> Uh, a Haitian uh, secretary of communications or some shit. He hired some Haitians, so I fuck with that, and I appreciate that for sure. 
They need they needed the bridge. America needed to bridge that gap because the last president then fucked up the relationship between America and Haiti and how Haiti yeah. Haitians view America. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's kind of yeah. like one person well, fucked Haitian up. America, but same shit. <laughs> even still, even still, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for Haitians. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm Caribbean, you know, but I'm not like yeah. Haitian. But you know, if somebody talks shit about you know where I come from, it, you, you gotta, there's gotta be some sort of uh, attempt at mending that relationship. You know, I'm not saying that it can cure it or heal it 100 percent or anything close. I'm just saying like, you know, you can't just go out disrespecting folks and, and not. Not making amends for that. You can't disrespect yeah. anybody in general. In general, shouldn't be able to. But it, you know, it's too late for that now. Oh shit! But yeah, I think we got that ten minutes and then flew on by. All right, let's welcome Kendrick. Hey everybody, we got we have Kendrick on the line. Uh, Shabaka, you know, this is Kendrick. Are you guys ready? Hey, welcome Kendrick. Hey everyone, how's it going? Good, good. We just came hey, off of. Uh, conversation about uh mental health and therapy and then uh the joe biden administration yeah i bet that was an interesting one yeah yeah well yeah man uh so what's up with you um we we basically want to bring you on here to get to know you a little personally and uh have the audience get to know you as well as highlight uh what you do uh uh through your organization yeah so i i'll give a pretty good uh quick summary and then I'll, I'll leave it open to discussion uh, for a live like Q&A scenario. Uh, but how's it going, everyone? My name is Kendrick Trotter. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be the founder of Us in Technology. Uh, originally, I'm from the East Bay. I was raised by a single mom and a little uh, city called Richmond. It's not too far from Oakland. Uh, growing up in, I guess, we, the hood, um, you know, with a single mom, I always kind of figured that sports would be my way to a better lifestyle. I was fortunate enough to get a Division One scholarship to University of Idaho, where our first year we won four games, and our last year we only lost four games. So I was a bowl game champion, Division One athlete, really enjoyed that. And when I got home, I had no idea what it was I wanted to do for uh, for my career. So I started Uber driving. When I was an Uber driver, I met a uh, – an individual who told me about opportunities and software sales, and more importantly, the opportunity to make a six-figure earning. Um, so when I transitioned into the tech industry, I struggled because there wasn't many people that looked like me. I didn't have any mentors, and it was just a lot different doing, like, business-to-business, uh, cold calling and, and so forth. And uh, eventually, I, I kind of learned the ropes, and I started producing really well, and I started climbing up the ladder. And uh, I started hanging out and, you know, enjoying my money. I bought a new car. I was traveling. I was getting bottle service. I was having a lot of fun. And a lot of my old teammates started reaching out to me, asking me what it was that I do. And so I started mentoring people and, and helping them to understand, like, the ins and outs of software sales. And then I helped uh, place them into jobs as well. And so that passion has turned into um, my business now which is actually a company called Us in Technology, which is focused on diversifying the tech industry with more underrepresented individuals. Uh, so what we do is we, we vet out companies that are looking to hire more DNI candidates, and when we're vetting them, uh, it's really important that they demonstrate to us that they have a growth path, 
that they're going to develop our mentees and so forth. And then we give interview coaching to a lot of our mentees, right? Because it's not necessarily fair to expect people that grow up in areas like us understand how to, you know, complete a software interview. Um, so we, we help give coaching throughout the interview. And then um, once they actually receive the job, we still give them continuous coaching in regards to, like, additional trainings and so forth so they can become, uh, hopefully, tomorrow uh, C-level executives and so forth. So uh, that's, you know, my story pretty much in a 30-second commercial and uh, a little bit about what I'm doing right now. Hey, Kendrick, but you, you mentioned, like, kind of kind of prepping them up to these C-suite folks. Like, how are you how are you building those relationships with already existing C-suite uh, individuals to kind of uh, bridge that gap and, and kind of build that relationship with uh, both their organizations as well as us in tech? Yeah, so that's, that's a great question, right? So a big piece of us in tech and the value point is it's continuous education. So when you come in, our goal isn't just to get you your first job and turn our back. Like we have monthly training sessions, weekly training sessions. Uh, we bring in sales experts, right, CROs, CEOs, VPs of sales. And the way that we attract those senior-level people is that there are a ton of people that actually want to see us win. Um, there are a ton of people that want to help us. Um, there are a ton of people that want to see more uh, diverse leadership. So we actually attract a lot of different um, volunteers just by them hearing about us through the grapevine or LinkedIn and, and so forth. Wow. 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 How do you, what's your what's your training process like then? Like when you're when you're sort of like um, getting some folks like like vetting vetting out you know, individuals that are, uh, you know, ideal candidates for, that, you, you know, will have a high success rate as well as um, just kind of prepping them up for, like, what happens next, kind of l- looking over their, their sort of resume or, their, you know, and what they've done in the past and, and sort of aligning them with the organization that fits. Yeah, so when we're interviewing potential mentees for us in tech, uh, what we're looking for is coachability, mm-hmm. um, tenacity, right, because things are going to be hard way before they become easy, and just eagerness to get into the space, right? If you have those three things, like we can help coach you. We can help arm you and so forth. Um, and then once you become a part of us in tech, we then have you complete a workshop, a resume-building workshop, where we have one of our resources do a one-on-one session with you to help build your resume and help craft your resume in a way that is attractive to, like, tech companies. Um, and then oh, wow. we also have a one-on-one session where – our point of contact also helps you create your LinkedIn profile, right? So you're more attractive to uh, people, you know, on, on LinkedIn as well. And that's just the start to, I guess, our coaching. And then another thing is once you get your job that we, we help you source, um, you then are required to complete a three-week boot camp with us in tech. And the reason for the three-week boot camp is we help you ourselves, like, to understand, like, the basic roles and responsibilities of, like, what it's like to be in tech. We have courses on, like, imposter syndrome, right, so you understand that you belong. And then after completing those three weeks on your first day of the job, you're set up for success because you have a much better understanding of, like, what the job entails. Can you explain uh, imposter syndrome? Yeah, so I guess in simple terms, imposter syndrome is just understanding that you belong, right? Uh, so I know my first job, Lakari, I was hired, and when I was hired, I was thrown into an office. When I went into that office, it wasn't a single person that looked like me. So mm-hmm. when I was struggling, everyone said, Kendrick, be yourself. 
Kendrick like you talk like you talk to your friends. I'm like, I'm from the hood. You know what I mean? Like my friends don't talk like your friends. My family don't look like your family. So if I talk the way that I'm used to talking, I'm going to be judged and people are going to feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. In our community where we have people that look like myself, we have people that look like Lakari, we have people that look like Alexis, who's one of my co-founders. Like we just help you to understand that like if you're not, if you don't feel comfortable anywhere else, you feel comfortable in our community, right? And if we can do it, you can do it, right? And us being minorities, us being minorities makes us special. And that's something that we have to, uh, you know, I guess appreciate. Wow. Yeah. You, um, definitely oh, important. Oh, no, I, I just want to say it's definitely important and want to voice my appreciation for that. Um, I do have a question uh, about the requirements to be in the program. Uh, maybe if listeners would want to join uh, or anything. Yeah. Um, so in regards to requirements, we definitely uh, prefer uh, college graduates. It uh, usually is uh, preferred. But okay. the main thing is just, you know, strong communication skills, both uh, orally and written, right? Sales is a lot of communication. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of emailing. Um, you, you know, you got to be a little bit outgoing. Uh, you got to yeah. have, you know, the willingness to be coached and, and so forth. But, like, one of my mentees, uh, he was working. He was a graduate, and then he was working at a casino as a chip runner. And he went from being a chip runner to I helped him get his first job. is making $45,000. And then in his oh. second job, making $140,000. Um, one of my other buddies, he was a substitute teacher. He has the same um, storyline. Uh, one of my other mentees is a young lady. She was a cheerleader in college, and then she was working at a cabinet store, like selling cabinets, and mm. like, she's selling it. And one of our newest mentees uh, is actually currently working at Chick-fil-A, and we're going to help her get her first tech job. Oh, wow. That's how it's inspirational. Yeah. What about for people that are already in tech? Let's say for the folks that are, you know, interested in in, um, in, in transitioning to those um, higher paying positions without kind of being put on blast at their, their place of origin. Do you guys have protection in place to, to ensure that, like, when folks are looking to reach out to you guys, that you know you're not reaching out to their place of business and and you know uh, anything like that that can, you know. Uh, can you rephrase that one more time? Sure. You got so like for people that are already in tech that are looking to kind of get that uh, sort of coaching, uh, if you will, to kind of get to a higher uh, you know uh, organization or maybe connect with sort of your network of of, uh, of businesses that will look to hire them. Um, like, how do you protect them um, for, or their them from being kind of exposed at work that they're looking to make make that transition? Yeah. So for us, we're our network is the value of like being a part of our community, right? Um, if we were to open our network out to just in our connections to anyone, it wouldn't mm-hmm. really be as much value to our community, so to speak. So like Lakari, if, if you've already been in the tech industry for a while, if you come to us, like you're not going to be looking for an entry level position. You're going to be looking for a higher level position, which we also have access to. Right, you would let us know that, and we would just start connecting you with uh, appropriate um, interviews and and so forth. But 
Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I if I answered that cor- correctly. No, you did, and that was, that was great that you guys sort of uh, you know look at folks that are already in it and you kind of you know uh, see if they're a good fit. You guys have that sort of that that weed out uh, program in place. Like it's it's important to you know, um, you know build your your credit amongst the, the companies you connect with. Is that is that what you guys kind of like value your, your fans? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because like at the end of the day, like our goal is to help Lakari. Hopefully, by him being a part of our program, we help him become a CRO and a VP of Sales and a CEO and so forth. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Man. I wanted to know, know, like, I want want to kind of dive deep into, like, the motivation behind this. I know you mentioned it a little bit, but uh, do you have, like, a story that really highlights what really motivated you to create this? And uh, were there any hurdles that you had to get get through? Yeah, so for me... um, Someone told me that I can make six figures in this industry. Where I'm from, six figures is a millionaire. Uh, I wanted to make six figures by the time I was 23. I mean, by the time I was 25. And um, oh, just give me one second. I'm going mute the ambulance. Yeah, so I had the ambitious goal of making six figures by the time I was 25. And I actually earned it by the time I was 23, Right because of the industry. And so I really felt like this was a secret, like the best kept secret that our people just don't know about. Like imagine mm. if more of our people knew that you can make six figures, like in your first year being in this industry, like people wouldn't only think that they can only be artists and rappers and ball players. They'd be like, shit, I want to be in tech. Right. And so yeah. I feel like it's my responsibility to help educate as many people as possible that look like us so that we could get more people like us into these high-paying jobs. Yeah. So that's, okay. that's, that's kind of been my motivation, and then the motivation is continuous. Like, when I see Lakari get that second position, or I helped my mentee last week, she was a valet at a Lexus dealership, meaning her only job was to park cars. We just got her a job at a huge tech company, where now she's a customer success manager. She has a 401K. She has all benefits. She has unlimited PTO. Like, that's the shit that, like, motivates me and, like, makes me feel really good. Um, In regards to hurdles, I would say the biggest hurdle is, like, I don't have anyone that I grew up with that was an entrepreneur that opened their own business. And I think that a lot of times as, like, young first-generation people, people tell us, don't dream that big. You can't do that. Like, no, forget that. Like, every great idea once started as a dream. Right, so even if you don't know how to do it, that doesn't mean you shouldn't try it, right? Because if you don't try mm-hmm. it, someone else will. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and you gotta be good, happy to fail too, right? Like you gotta you gotta be okay with failure. Exactly, and I think like people like you, Lakari, like that's really why you are where you are, and you're having the success that you have. It's not because of how you respond to your good moments, but how you respond to your bad moments. Like, you, nobody gave you a handout. Nobody promised you anything. Nobody held your hand. Like, you went through the hurdles, right? And you just showed tenacity. And then you just, you kept working, you kept working, and shit. Like, now you're in a position you are to, to, to help others. Yo, likewise. I don't, y'all, y'all don't see it, but definitely if you guys out there um, have 
tech experience or just want to see someone that's hardworking, that is building something for us, you know, that's in an industry that, you know, we're not a part of because it is a secret. It, it is a secret. Like these companies, I have to really dig, you got to dig to find these companies and, and you got to know how to dig. So like, you know, yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick's a guy, like a stand-up dude that just, he, he's always like working, always getting people motivated to, to follow and support each other, you know, in, in a professional world. But understanding that we, that, that camaraderie is important amongst, amongst us, you know, we got to support each other and, and help each other on our and that's, that's my one rule for us in tech for my mentees is like mentees don't pay to be a part of our program. You don't pay for these trainings, right? But my right. goal, like my expectation is like if you're going to become a part of this community, I want you to reach one, teach one. Like, Lakar, if I help you with something, like the expectation is when someone else needs help and they reach out to you, like answer your phone, help them out, right? Oh, yeah. Help someone else out. Yeah. And like that's been the amazing thing about this community is it's so sincere and authentic. So now, like, I have Lakari, like, bringing in other people for me to be mentees. And, like, if Lakari asks me for something, I help him out. But when I need help, Lakari helps me out. And then we also help the person who was in Lakari's position two years ago, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, that's our culture that we're building. And, like, I'm not going to settle for anything else because as a community, especially, like, African-Americans, we are raised to, like, compete with each other instead of to build with one another, right? Like, forget competition. Like, Let's help each other, right? Like, if you want to go far, further, let's go together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. Definitely appreciate that, Kendrick. Um, yeah. Kendrick's yeah, a lateral economist. This segment, any last words? I would just say um, to anyone who, who's interested, uh, please follow me on LinkedIn. All right, my name is Kendrick Trotter. Um, you know, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if it's tech, if it's whatever it is, just dream without limits, right? Um, dream without limits. And when you do that and you just, you know, work hard, you know, impossible is just a word. So dream without limits. Uh, don't be afraid to be great and just, you know, always be coachable. Always be looking for someone else that you can latch on to as a mentor because that's the only way you continue to move up in the world. Hold on to those nuggets of gold, y'all. Kendrick here. Shout out. Shout out to <laughs> I appreciate yeah. you all for having me. And uh, thanks again, man. I, it really means a lot. And I hope everyone has a good, uh, safe weekend. Yo, right. thank you, Kendrick, for everything, man. Thank you. We all good, man. I, I can't do nothing without you. So we all we got. Likewise, bro. All right. Have a good weekend, man. Hey, you too. Stay up, bro. Yo, that was a dope, 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 dope uh, little segment there, y'all. You know, this is somebody that I just stumbled across. You know, he, he he's right. Like, you know, just because it's impossible, or just not impossible, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, tech looks like such a faraway thing. It looks like it's just taking over this world and it's just something to just talk about without getting involved in. I know how that yeah. feels, y'all. Like, I mean, that that's a real feeling. You know, but just because that's a real feeling doesn't mean that it, 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 it's true. You know, tech is tech is something that just pops up out of somebody's idea, out of somebody's head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And being in these situations that we come from, uh, you know what I'm saying, we're able to navigate through things quicker because we've been trained for this shit. So realize yeah. that y'all got y'all got it. And, and education is 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 an arbitrary 
word. Uh, it just because one person has formal education doesn't make doesn't mean that you know that you can't get there in a different way. Yep, um, so yep. you know, it's just familiar familiarity. Yeah. Much. So that yeah, they, we have there's programs for different people that do different things. There's people that are you know that is specific to people with degrees. You can't get better about that. There's also Appreciate things that, that you can do, but you can also do things without it. So keep yeah. keep going. But I, I get off this, this diatribe. Yeah, so we got Takuma coming up next. She's a vocalist, singer. Uh, she loves jazz uh, and things like that. But we'll we'll let her uh, kind of tell you guys about it herself. And that's edible. Welcome, everybody, to Fireside Jam, the Fireside Jams Jam section. Um, we have Takuma, our featured guest today, vocalist and singer. Would you like to introduce yourself a little more? Yes, sure. Um, so my full name is Tikuma Sadiq, and yes, I'm a vocalist, songwriter, um, artist in many forms, although I would say music is probably at the heart of uh, what I do and what I love the most. Awesome, awesome. And uh, so... What what was something that really got you uh, into loving music? Um, well, I would say that music was just kind of birthed in me in some kind of way. You know, like I came here with the music in me. And, uh, you know, as I began to experience life, I got to experience all the different aspects of music. Like those colors began to pop out, you know, as you started to um, – experience different things and so both of my parents were um you know big music heads you know they had a extensive collection of every different type of music you can think of um so I grew up on music just all kinds of different genres and I think um I can say uh one of the uh experiences that I think that many African-American uh men and women have is being uh, in the house on a Saturday morning, cleaning the house, and, you know, you got some kind of music, you know, turned up, your pants are jamming, and you're in there oh, yeah. sweeping and mopping, or, you know, <laughs> doing some kind of cleaning. That's, that's how it's, uh, that's how it goes. That's the standard. So that was kind of definitely a thing in my house. And, uh, like I said, just all different types of genres. Like one of my, uh, favorite bands is, uh, Steely Dance. Like, I grew up on Steely Dan. Um, and I, Steely Dan, yeah. And I was fortunate enough, um, to have attended at least three concerts in my lifetime, um, thus far. And this was while Walter Becker was still, uh, with us. So, uh, you know, I, I've, I've just had all different types of musical influences, um, you know, across the What'd you say? No, I was just asking, like, what's still a Steely Dance uh, by? You are not familiar with Steely Dance? No, me neither, hey. Oh, my goodness, Lord. Oh, okay. she, she said it like it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> You're not familiar with Michael, Michael Jackson? Like, what? Oh, my goodness, I cannot believe. I cannot believe. So, um, hey, we'll believe. Let me, let me give you a little, a little, little hint on it. So, Kanye 
sampled Steely Dan in um, one of his songs. He sampled a song uh, called uh, Kid Charlemagne. Uh, and when Kid he did that, yeah, he he sampled this song in one of his songs. And uh, when I heard this, I was like, okay, Kanye's a contender in the game. He sampled Steely Dan. Oh. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I felt about it, at least. Oh, sure. But um, okay. I, I'm going to say this. Do yourself a favor. You've heard you've heard a Steely Dan song before. I'm sure you have, but maybe you didn't know who Steely Dan was. But so they're this awesome band um, with influences of soul and uh, jazz and blues and you know rock, just all kind of fused together. And they're these awesome storytellers. Like their songs are very rich with these colorful stories. Um, and uh, the lead singer is Donald Fagan. He has a uh, very distinct voice and sound, and uh, you know, it's a full band. Like, I know you know who uh, Michael McDonald is, right? Ronald um, McDonald. Michael McDonald. I know Ronald. Oh, man, yeah, you got a school of Michael McDonald. So, you know the song, Y'all Won't Be There, right? Y'all Won't Be There. You know that song. Oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I didn't know they had a name. That's Michael McDonald and uh, James Ingram. And uh, Michael McDonald actually used to sing some backgrounds and whatnot with Steely Dan. Like, they all kind of, you know, you know how artists gather together, you know, and, and, and work together in different capacities. So, yeah, uh, that's your assignment. I'm giving you that assignment. <laughs> after, you, after you get off of this uh, this podcast, you, you need to look up Steely Dan. And uh, yeah, I can do that for you. I can put my favorite, my my Steely Dan favorites together, and I'll send it to you. But but yeah, so um, as you can tell, I'm sure now, (laughs) I'm very passionate and earnest about music of all kinds. Yeah, that's valuable. We appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So um, I remember we we talked about uh, a little bit of your 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 musical experience as a child and mm-hmm. the one thing that stuck out to me was uh you were talking about uh the playground yeah yeah um you know like as i said music was kind of birthed in me and um you know as i lived and experienced things you know i always found a way to gravitate towards the music and so you know back when i was in grammar school they still had music classes uh, which I don't think they really offer in grammar school now. Uh, you know, a lot of arts huh. programs have been cut out of schools or they have to, you know, uh, implement after school types of programs to put those types of arts in or, you know, special schools now. But, uh, we had music class and, you know, music class, we used to play different percussion instruments. You know, like the triangle and the wood block and things like that, you know. But we'd also sing songs. And interestingly enough, some of the songs that we would sing in the music book that we had, they were uh, Negro spirituals. And, uh, you know, I thought this was awesome, you know, like being able to uh, sing these songs and, and understanding that history. And so when I would go on the playground, um, a couple of my friends who, you know, we were in the same grade, we would get on the playground and we would sing the songs that we had learned and gone over in music class 
on the playground and we'd be singing them in three part harmony. You know, we would figure out the parts and it's like, okay, you know, let's sing it because we just enjoyed the music so much. Um, and I mean, you know, there's power in lifting that up. You know what I mean? Lifting up your voice in song, um, the spirit and the energy within you, yourself as a person, yeah. your your voice, and then the fact that we were singing spirituals just made it even greater. You know what I mean? So we kind of like, uh, kind of like lift every voice and sing. Yeah, yeah. You know, because lift every voice and sing definitely does have that that Negro spiritual quality to it for sure. And it's it's so much power in it. It's so much power in it. I actually uh back in my uh collegiate days sung that for a singing competition. I sung Lift Every Voice and Sing and I did my own arrangement of it. Because I was racking my brain on what I was gonna sing uh for this competition. It was an a cappella competition. And I said, you know what, I'm going to sing List Every Voice and Sing. And I, so it's kind of like, it was kind of like a throwback to my my childhood when I was singing Spirituals on the Playground, you know. And I, I, um, like I said, I I arranged it, um, you know, to to my vocal, um, you know, sweet spot, I guess you would say. And, you know, Mm. did a nice little arrangement to it. And I sung that uh that spiritual and I actually won that competition that day. Won a hundred dollars. <laughs> and there were people nice. in the audience who were moved to tears, um, after I had sung it. And I was like, you know, that was when I guess I really began to realize the power within the voice and the lyrics, the words, the spirit, the energy inside of music. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that what I would say uh, for me as an artist is one of the most important things. Like, I guess I would say I consider myself to be a conscious artist. And that consciousness resides inside of understanding the spiritual influence of music, of words, of sound, of instrumentation, um, and that ability to amplify to infuse, to affect, you know, energy. So that's kind of where I reside inside of my musical creation is um, I want you to feel something, and I want that feeling to resonate with the purest aspect of who you are, you know, the most authentic aspect of who you are, Um, the part in which we all understand. You know, the part of us that is that is journeying and learning and loving and uh, experiencing life and lessons and growing and shifting and moving and changing. And sometimes, you know, that includes, you know, hurting, you know, different emotional uh, experiences as well. But just that that level of authenticity, you know. Were you listening to Negro Spirituals uh, on those Saturdays? When you were You know, I listen to everything. Um, I don't. I, I don't think I had any recordings of Negro spirituals, but um, you know, whatever I felt moved to sing, I would sing, and I would stand in the middle of my living room <laughs> and sing. You know, these songs, and I, I one of uh, one of the songs I, I remember I used to sing a lot 
Um, so I know you all are familiar with Patty LaBelle. Yeah. So Patty LaBelle, Patty LaBelle, before she was a solo act, had a group uh, called LaBelle. And they, it was three of them, and they used to sing uh, like a background kind of accompaniment for an artist called Laura Nero. Uh, Laura Nero was a white artist. Um, but she had this kind of beautiful, really beautiful quality her voice um and she sang these kind of slow long drawn out kind of songs like that's how her voice was and labelle the group would back her up and these songs were beautiful and one of the songs i loved to sing was the bells i used to sing the bells just i would play that song on repeat and i'd just be singing along to uh the bells which is a really old song other people have sung it as well um and i just stand in, in the middle of my living room sing it uh the lyrics are I, i'll never hear the bells uh if you leave me it's like a love song um mm. and she's just yeah you know like i'll never hear these bells <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful and just you know this this longing and whatnot and I, I i just like the slow and deliberate way in which the song was sung so yeah is there a trick would you say there's a transition in music from like that era of like, you know, I, I love, like, I love you, like, you know what I'm saying? You either, you know, let me put beneath my feet, uh, you know, yeah, type shit to like, yeah. fuck some people, like, fuck them, like, you know, you hurt me type shit. Well, you know, I mean, there's always been, um, <laughs> songs of loss or, you know, you hurt me or don't hurt me or, people cheating on other people or whatever, you know what I mean? Like basically any experience that you can think of in life, somebody's written a song about it. But I would Mm -hmm. say that love songs have changed from that time to today, um, almost to the point where it's almost like they don't exist, not in the same way that they did before. Because now it's changed from so much, it's, it's changed more from love to just sex, sexual gratification, um, and so, yeah, the songs are about, you know, yeah, <laughs> sex with somebody else, basically. It's not like, ooh, I yeah. love you, baby. I want to be with you for the rest of my life. I mean, you know, maybe yeah. there's a few songs that are out there like that. But um, but the majority of the songs that you hear um, that are played in regular rotation seem to be more um, superficial. Yeah, yeah that's be the beauty saying. of the would you say that's the beauty of the, the pandemic, for instance? Just like there's less, there's less focus on you know like fucking each other and more on like you know appreciating the small things about that person. Like folks that are like they can't see they the people they love they they they, they just they get they get helped on on the voice of that person or you know what I'm saying the essence of that person when they call and that that you know you right. see that this is kind of this breaking of you know of self. And, uh, is happening so that we can kind of rebuild ourselves up again to that point? Do you think that's what's going on? Well, I mean, I think there's a little of both. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I, I definitely think this time period that we're in with the pandemic has afforded us all the opportunity to, one, slow down. Slow down, mm-hmm. take a pause, and um, just really examine yourself and your life and what things are truly important 
And then, you know, some people are finding out that the relationships that they thought they had uh, weren't as solid as they, you know, um, had once assumed because, you know, now you're having to dive deeper inside of, um, you know, really knowing and understanding a person as opposed to just experiencing them or being entertained by them, you know, in these experiences, you know, of like dating or whatnot, because we're not going places. We're not going on dates. You know what I mean? And so people who are in relationships, if they're spending time and they're, um, you know, like uh, shared living spaces or whatnot, you're, you're, you have to be present. Like I'm here, you're here, we're here. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going anywhere, you know what I mean? And so you have to really, you're confronted with the the real and true aspect of, well, who is this person? You know, and do do I really like them? Who am I? You know what I'm saying? Who yeah, am I being? Yeah. How am I presenting, you know? So, yeah, all of these things um, have definitely come up, I believe, inside of this, and people are being challenged. Some people are rising to that challenge, and I would say that other people are not. Some people are still trying to live inside of the old, the old modality. You you understand what I'm saying? Um, going to the which, club. Well, not even not just going to the club, but just the old mentality of how they operated. Like some people are not, uh, you know, making the adjustment. You know, like shifting their consciousness to what is now being asked of you. You know what I mean? Some people uh, aren't. Mm-hmm aren't are finding the ability to do that right now. But, you know, um I feel like it's it's something that we should all constantly be doing. Um, you know, self evaluation, um, growth, you know, introspection Definitely. and yep. really just trying to really really connect and understand people, um, and interact with people. Um, you know, like I said, that's kinda the mode in which I've always sought to operate in. So um, in some ways, this has kind of given me the the freedom to do more of that um, for myself and in the relationships um, with the people that I, you know, that hold dear, you know, or that I value. So, you know, I appreciate that aspect. I mean, you know, we all going through it. In um yeah. in many ways, you know, not being able to do some of the things that we really enjoy or get out in particular ways, but um instead of getting out, this is the time to get in. You know, get inside okay. of who you are, get inside of, you know, who these people are that you love and care about and mm-hmm. um find ways to to forge greater connections and bonds and strengthen those things with those people. Like that's what this is that's that's what this time is for right now. Yeah. You know? That's well said. I, I definitely hope that the listeners appreciate that message. I definitely appreciate that message and know that it's needed and it needed to have been said. Um, well thank you. On that note Oh you're welcome, you're welcome. On that note I want to uh I want to know what music you would that you're listening to like today like what is there any new music that has caught your ear hmm. well i really i would say i haven't been listening to the radio as much these days but um hmm. 
I do have like a title streaming services, so I kind of like get to pick and choose what I want to do, which is great. Yeah, you got title, but yeah, I have title. I have title. That's dope. So, That's dope. Yeah. So, um, well, you know, I mean, I have a lot of um, friends, artists, you know, that I know who are in you know various musical genres, so I definitely listen to those musical friends. Um, one of which who uh, just recently released. Um, DJ uh, Twilight Tone, which is an awesome uh, new release album that he put out. And so I've been listening to that. Um, I would say I really do love um, Anderson Pop. He's like one of the freshest, uh, uh, you know, artists to, to have come out in these last, uh, you know, recent, recent years. Um, like, he, he's authentic. You know, he's authentic. Um, he's got this style, this flavor inside of um, – the music that he creates, he's inside of the times, you know, like he's paying attention, you know, he's sharing his his thoughts, you know what I'm saying, his experiences and feelings. He's talking about social issues. I mean, and he does it in such a a, a, a cool way. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, man, that's 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 what artistry is, right? You know, yeah, like be conscious, be aware, um, you know, talk about things and and make it beautiful, you know. Yeah. And so I think he does that very well. Do you um, think somebody like Lil Baby does that too? You know, I'm not really up on Lil Baby like that. Like I said, I kind of I, I listen to a lot of older music, and I'm very selective with the types of music that is current now that I uh, <laughs> that I listen to um, because. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like I, I, I want I want quality content. You know, like I, you know, I mean, everybody wants to be entertained on some level, but um, for me, it's not just about the entertainment factor. Like, I want to be inspired and entertained. Yeah. I don't, I don't just, I don't just want the fluff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um. You know, I really, I really enjoy, you know, instrumentation, live instrumentation, um, which is a, an aspect that Anderson Park has fused into his music, which is great mm-hmm. because a lot of the music that's being created now is, is more electronic and it doesn't have um, those, you know, live instrumentation elements mm-hmm. to it. Um, and so, yeah, you know, like I listen to different world music and, uh, you know, jazz um you know, like old jazz, like, you know, 1950s, 1960s jazz, and, you know, current as well. Um, so, um, so yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's unique. You don't, you don't really find that from too many people. So, you know, a lot of people just, uh, eat up any music that comes out. Um, yeah. Yeah, some people, I mean, I guess are, you know, whatever is, is current and, um, whatever are the current trends inside of me, you know, many people vibe with that, you know, but I just believe that where there is authenticity, um, you know, there's always a place um, for you. And I mean, when you think of like artists who are legends, um, you know, artists that seem timeless to you, I, I believe the quality that affords them that is that, that authenticity um, and the, the, the content, like, what are they talking about? 
and and how are they expressing it? You know, when I think of like Sade, you know, and these beautiful stories that he tells in in the music, and this soft, sweet, beautiful voice and these live instruments. You know, she's got a whole band. You know what I mean? Um, producing this music, so. Well, you know, you think of artists like Prince and, you know, you know Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones, or you know, people that really have a, a a catalog of music, and you can play these songs today and not miss a beat. You know, like it's quality. Yeah. Would you say? You know? Would you yeah. say you look? You look as a musician. You look to uh, listen to music for inspiration, and that's like the main reason. Uh, for listening because you got your own music that you want to express? I mean, I think, like, music is just – music is a cultural thing. Like, um, it's a part of any and every culture, you know what I mean, across the globe. Um, And it it serves many purposes. So, I mean, it's not just, you know, entertainment or inspiration, you know what I mean, um, there are cultures that, you know, use uh, music in, in ceremonial ways, you know what I'm saying, in, in rituals and um, yep. and things. And so, like, um, I just I just really connect to those aspects of music. And, I mean, I do get inspired by listening to music, and I just, I just appreciate the artistry um, and just – you know, the colorful aspects and ways that, um, that, you know, artists find to express themselves. I, I, I just really appreciate that. Like, I'm also a big fan of cinematic music. So I have mm. like, uh, I'm one of those people that, you know, back when we could go to the movie theater, um, oh, yeah. I, 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 I <laughs> yeah. sit to the end, you know what I mean? I'm that yeah. person that's like at the end because the, that's when the musical credits roll up. And, um, uh-huh. you know, I'm wait, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there's like a few songs in there that I'm like, oh man, that song. Or I just want to see who wrote the score, uh, because I really appreciate, um, you know, that symphonic orchestral type of music. Um, you like the Star Wars and shit. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, just like, That's so, nice. um, one of my favorite cinematic composers is, uh, Ennio Morricone, and he passed away uh, recently. And, uh, of course, there's Hans Zimmer as well, too. But, yeah, I like, when I tell you I'm a, I'm a true fan of music, I'm a fan of music, like, in all yeah, forms and capacities. Uh-huh, you yeah. know, so. I feel you. There's, yeah. Yeah, there's, definitely some, there's definitely some artists out there. It seems like there's a lot of artists that, that don't get that sort of, they get kind of looked over because they're being compared to a lot of those, the greats that, or the quote-unquote greats that have already passed in time. Um, but it's like when when those artists are kind of heard and can, like, actually like listen deep into what they're saying, you know, it's a story. It's a story of pain. It's a story of triumph, you know, but it's also a story of them acknowledging the fact that, you know, they're, they they do have an audience that are demanding a certain content, but who they are at their core mm-hmm. and what they're, yeah. what they're um, you know, interested in and passionate about has been expressed and, and you know, and it's looking to get supported. So, you know, mm-hmm. folks like, yeah. folks like little, the little Dirks and the little babies or, you know, all them people and 
and and even to your composers, your 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 orchestras and stuff, it, it, it's a, it's just all expression of things, and and it's a, it's a it's a desire to get it out to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, definitely. From uh, what you've been talking about and uh, your taste in music, definitely looking forward to uh, listening to a lot more of your music. Um, and I want you to. Uh, be able to uh, give our audience a sample of some of your music. Can you tell us more about uh, our your music and your process? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, yes, as you can see, I I am a true fan of music. Um, I would say that jazz and soul is at the heart of uh, where, where where all of my music kind of springs out of. Um, but the songs that I have out now, because I, I have a few releases out, are actually in the deep house genre. Uh, so they're very, oh, you know, cool, up-tempo, cool. melodic, percussive um, songs, you know, dance floor, boogie type of jams with, with kind of a, um, you know, uh, an African, you know, percussion vibe, you know, attached to it. So, um so yeah, those are the songs I have out now. Um uh there's a few different releases. The most current, which um uh you will play at some point in the podcast, um, is I Will Be There. There's a wonderful remix that um Joe Clausell did. It's the Cosmic Arts uh remix from Joe Clausell for I Will Be There, um, uh, which kind of fuses uh, elements of poetry, um, you know, with the music and the dance element, but kind of some of that soulful, groovy, deep groove element as well. So, um, yeah, um, that's one of the, one of the songs I would love, uh, to feature and share with, um, you know, the Fireside Jams audience. Um, in terms of my process, um, you know, I I find inspiration in 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 life, just in everyday experiences, the things that I go through. I find inspiration through other other people's experiences as well. And um you know, I just write what I feel, you know, when when I'm motivated um to to express an emotion or to tell a story, um, you know, I often do it through song. So usually for me, the words and the music come at the same time. Um, I, I like to say that the um, the music kind of elicits the words, and the words lend toward the music. You know, it's a a symbiotic uh, process. You know, that goes hand in hand together. So um, I'm looking forward to putting out um, some more music in. Um, not just in the house, deep house genre, but in the soul, uh, and jazz genre, uh, okay. as well. So I'm in the process of working on some new things and, and gearing up to put out some new music as well. But, uh, yeah, I would love for, uh, you all to check out the releases that I have, um, currently in the deep house genre. Okay, great, great. Yeah, definitely gotta you gotta uh plug us on that actually. Where can we find all this? 
So most of the releases that I have out now are actually uh, released on vinyl, and a few of them are on MP3. Um, but there's, yeah, uh, a big resurgence of vinyl music, um, you know, for, for people who do really love music, you know, having that on vinyl is kind of like a a big deal these days. So, um, so yeah, most of the releases are on vinyl. So anywhere that, um, you know, vinyl is sold, you know, you should be able to uh, grab a copy of some of these releases. Some of them are out of print, like they haven't, uh, we haven't made more of them. You know, you, you put out a certain amount and then once that sells, bam, <laughs> you determine whether yeah. or not you're going to really re-release or put out more or whatnot. So, um, but there's a few that are available via uh, MP3, uh, you know, as I said. Um, of course, you can listen on SoundCloud and YouTube and streaming platforms, you know, such as Tidal, Spotify, um, and whatnot. Okay, okay. And uh, what, what, uh, so what, um, what uh, handles? What are your handles uh, for social media? Yeah, social media. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram as at Takuma, and Takuma is spelled T-K-U-M-A-H. So at Takuma on uh, Instagram, Um, Takuma Sadiq on SoundCloud. Sadiq is S-A-D-E-E-K. Uh, Tikuma Sadiq, the artist on Facebook. Uh, Tikuma underscore Sadiq on Twitter. Although I'm not, uh, as much of a tweeter <laughs> as I am, uh, you know, uh, on Instagram and Facebook. But mm-hmm. I do, I, I do have a presence there as well. Coming up next, y'all, is, uh, this piece by Tikuma. It is called I will be there. there. Yeah. Cosmic Art Remix from Joe Clausell. Yeah, shout out to Takuma for uh, providing us this. I hope you guys enjoy it. For me, uh, I feel like experiencing Takuma's music is like uh, wine tasting. Um, Mm -hmm. You got some limited edition tracks that you can get on vinyl. And uh, you got some other music that, that has different vibes. Uh, so I feel I feel fancy. So let's let's uh, let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> let's thank you. I will myself into being. I will myself beyond just believing. I will motivate. I will elevate. I will celebrate my soul's journey. Long time coming, I go far. Long time running, I depart from ways that deject my spirit. I clarify my purpose and inside, I hear it. Let there be light. And there was light. I will be there. I will be there.
Thank you, Sister Wynn, for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, just follow you. We're going to have to do like a poetry session sometime. Oh, Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Like I said, um, when you check out the, um, the, 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 the track, I will be there. There's elements of poetry inside of that, um, which in the remix, they've been featured in a particular way. Like he's cut the song differently. So it kind of intros in with some of the poetry and then it finishes off toward the end. And these are like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the house music genre, but some house music songs, you know, they go on, okay, for like <laughs> eight, oh, ten yeah, minutes. Probably. You know, it's it's jamming. It's you know yeah. what I'm saying? For like, <laughs> so so they're, you know, hey, you gonna get your dance on for you know as long as you like on those <laughs> songs. So, hey, looking forward. So to yeah, it. yeah, but uh. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I could definitely come back and you know share some poetry or something as well. But thank you for having me. I appreciate um, what you all are doing with the uh, Fireside Jams and just connecting with local artists and um, you know giving giving us a platform to speak and share uh, what we do you know in this time because uh, that's definitely necessary and um, valuable. You know, you know, we're not out there really performing. The restaurants are closed, you know, uh, uh, you know, clubs are closed, things like that. So having a platform like this and being able to speak to an audience and, um, share, uh, you know, our art is definitely a, a valuable thing. So thank you for doing this and thank you for featuring me and, and having this chat. I, uh, feel honored to be a part of it. Well, honored to have you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you coming on, Takuma. Takuma said, "Thank you." So, thank you. And so, what's your assignment? What is your assignment? Your own work. To listen to your playlist you're gonna make for us. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some stuff together for you. I'm gonna put some together for you. All right. Cool. Let's okay. work it. Right. Yo, so Shabaka. Right. Turns out, turns out, uh, mental health is important. Uh, well, obviously it is, but, you know, folks are in the, in the rap community. You know, D. Herbal just launched, uh, you know, a youth mental health initiative swerving through stress, which provides black young adults with therapeutic resources, including a helpline, a crisis sex line, and a free 12-week therapy intensive program. You saw PTSD in his last album. PTSD was honestly, a, a, that shit was swept on. That shit was so fucking cold. Yeah, like, yeah that, shit was, that shit was cold. Yeah. That shit was cold. I, like folks like D Herbo or Lil Her or D Herbo the Yas, um, you know, yeah, back folks then, like Lil Bibby, yeah, yeah, like folks <laughs> like Lil Bibby, you know what I'm saying? Like all these, everybody, bro, really is just like uh, from Chicago and, and everywhere else, everywhere black, really, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just happy to see us naked. It's always like this yeah. feeling of like, you know, why why rap? Why this? Why that? But it's like, you know, rap music rap music is or is expression. It's another form of expression. Like all yeah. they're doing is just reflecting America. You know what I'm saying? You can't blame you know what I'm saying? You can't blame African Americans for being American. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you want to fix the issue then fix America. You know? Yeah. I digress. Yeah, that's real. That's real. No, yeah, I definitely understand that. I appreciate you for uh, showing, 
telling us about uh, that that initiative. Um, what we got next is medical minute. Oh yeah. So right now I'm on this edible. I don't know if y'all can tell. Cotton shit. It's, I got it out in Vegas. It's the uh, birthday cake, uh, white chocolate with rainbow sprinkles. Uh, oh edible. shit! But it's medical. Though, so early, huh? You know what? You celebrating early? Oh, the birthday thing. Oh shit! I forgot my birthday. <laughs> bro, man, I'm getting the fuck out of Dodge for my birthday, bro. Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, anyway. Uh, this is good. I'm, I'm chilling. I was listening. But, you know, I'm vibing. You know, thinking about edible. Like, they look so small, y'all. But know your, know your limit. Like, know what your, your tolerance is. Don't just get high to get high. You know what I'm saying? Like, folks always say, you know, folks always say my culture, like, Jamaican culture is, is all about getting high and shit. But you talk to them rosters. The roster's not like some like 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 how y'all were visiting college students getting high at twenty four seven. They they'll they'll be smoking the same joint for for like you know for a while, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because they know it's not about getting high. It's it's, it's not like about getting high and getting like fucked up. It's about you know healing, like using it for medicinal purposes. You know, if you want to you have like you know anxiety and shit to calm you, to relax your sleeping issues and pain and you know whatever. Whatever your ailment yeah. is, you know, and, and and it's about moderation, you know, medication and moderation is important, y'all. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I'm all yeah that's been medical minute. Of course, of course. Thank you for listening, shit. Oh yeah, cookies and shit. Yo, with y'all, 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 y'all out there, realize that this these worlds are not so far apart. We was just talking to somebody that was talking about going like executives. They talk to executives yeah. and then and then we talking to people that's art artists and we talk about medicinal per like realize that who you are is enough to get you as far as you want to get. You know what that's I'm saying? True. Like fuck fuck with everybody else got going on, bro. Like success is all success is is just tapping into who you are and being mm-hmm. real and, 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 and authentic with that and you'll see. You'll see you'll see. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. I, I keep getting on these soap boxes, but they, you know, it's, it's a dance moves, bro. Hop on, hop on, bro. Soap box. You said dance moves? Yeah, soap box. What type of dance? It's called. I call it a soap box. I was, I was just being facetious, bro. Oh, that was your soap box. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah my bad. Your ass sound muffled a little bit. <laughs> I guess some things I've been thinking about um, are uh, our relationships with our neighbors and how that can impact our life. Do you still have those racist-ass neighbors? Yeah, I got – well, I don't even they, – they're quiet as hell and suspicious and shit. They suss as anytime you, hell. Anytime a nigga stutters, does that mean that you have – you know what I'm saying? They're going to go home and get on my wall, but you know, I can just wipe that down. Yeah. But keep going, bro. <laughs> keep going. I, I mean, I want to, I want, I, I'm, I'm very introspective. Uh, probably not, I mean, you, Lucari, go really deep and shit. But one of the things I've been thinking about is like my block and shit. Um, Your block, like, like H&R block or? 
No, my my block that I live on is shit. Um, oh shit, yeah. And now I want to like, party. I'm starting to look around me and shit, and I want to know what's going on on the block. But niggas is quiet, niggas don't talk, and I feel like I'm missing that relationship with my neighbors that I should be having. Although right now we got COVID and shit, and we shouldn't really be talking uh, real close, but. Um, I definitely think people need to nurture those relationships, and I think, uh, I don't know, are are there ways to be able to talk to your neighbor and grow a relationship, or is it worth it, you know? Not if it's it's not authentic, it doesn't seem to be the case. Like, you know, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, to that point, I feel like my neighbors and I have a respectable distance, you know, from each other. Like I just buy my business. Like I don't, I don't have to be out in each other's face. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't sure. like nosy yeah. neighbors. I don't like people all in my business. I like, I like having my personal space be personal. Um, yeah. That's just, but that's not prerogative. Some people, like, let me know if that this water's too loud. But for some people, you know what I'm saying? That, that they like getting close to people. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I'm just used to. I, I, I grew up around neighbors that. I'm like broken, uh, broken our house and our garage and our car a few times, and and nobody thought of shit. So, no, I'm yeah, just kind of yeah. like, but we had a strong relationship with them. So I'm just like, I'd rather you just not feel so close to me that you, you know, you could, you know, what I'm saying, I, I just That's mind true. my business, you mind your business, and we just do our thing. But just to that point, that doesn't that doesn't make us isolated and and, and unaware of what's going on. We have the potential, the potential, and the the power to. Like, like, we'll just have in the podcast. Think of with other people, like our global neighbors. You know, build relationships, like, as, like, for, like, for personal experience, like black people with Africans, build relationships yeah. with them. You know, bring, you bring the family in close, figure out what that looks like. Hey, pop tarts or ice cream? What am I thinking? Ice cream. Ice cream and pop tarts, maybe. Right? Oh, yeah, I don't believe in or. Right? <laughs> no, nah, I'm trying to. But the thing is, that is, I, I'm not trying to get diabetes, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm but, thinking um, about that, that crumble. That shit would be nice on ice cream. Maybe a little bit of ice cream and some pop there. Crumble? Love ice cream and some uh, some crumble, you know what I'm saying? Like some texture and shit. No, I don't know what crumble is. The oh, you said it adds crumble. The bread part. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway. That's my rabbit. I'm on it. That's a good one. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand neighbors. I guess it's like we're around fake neighbors. Yeah, so you talk to your neighbors and shit, you, they'll give you a what's up. Um, and uh, this was going on in the block type shit. Oh yeah, like we're they'll talk to me. I'll talk to them. Yeah, because yeah. I I live in a building with older people, which I really like. Because you know they 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 they, they they're, they're, everybody's home all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> everybody's home. So <laughs> you know the thing is like they 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 go around the neighborhood and they share. 
you know, things that they, they're experiencing, and it's entertaining, but I don't have to be, like, in their house type shit. Like, all this, every day. You know, I, I, right. I, I just, I, I connect with them when I connect with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you should never think, you should never feel imposed upon because you live in a space. It, that's, that's kind of selfish. Yeah, that's true. So, that's true. Oh. I guess the crazy part, man, honestly, with actually the topic of neighbors, uh, living in apartment buildings is so fucked up, but I guess it's, it's, uh, it's like, a the, the way they created the world is fucked up. Like, um, apartments, you shouldn't be living on top of people, you know, cramped up like that and shit. You gotta yeah, hear, it, it does, you gotta, it does wonders for the ego. It really does, man. It really does. And I was walking over you, and nigga. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. People that got kids and shit, like me with Liam, you know what I'm saying? This, he he likes to run. Like I I like to let him live his creative life and shit. If he wants to do something, yeah, don't put him on a kid. He shouldn't be restricted and shit. But the fact that we're living on top of people, on top of ourselves, each other, it's uh. That that just makes it rough, and that's not. I feel like that that can be a uh, that can be a subconscious uh, hindrance on people's souls. Did they say something though, or did you think? Did you assume that they that this is the problem? No, yeah, my neighbors keep hitting me up. I'm like, fuck you, like, <laughs> like what, what are they saying? Cause, so, hey, so, uh, tell them, tell them if they don't, they don't want to have the if, you, if they don't want your baby running up, up over their head, they can watch them. And he, they could run, he could run <laughs> their house. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's what's the solution. Like this, this is a this is a baby. Yeah, you know, I understand. Like I, said, like I said, my neighbors. Uh, well, for everybody that doesn't know, all my neighbors are pretty much fucking Chinese, aside from the people above me. Who? Oh yeah, I got some new black neighbors, bro. But uh, anyway, oh, are they? Yeah, are they? Are they? Are they? Are they, are they Call me black or what, what kind of black? What kind of variant? They, see, they, they don't like talking either, which is weird. <laughs> that's, that's weird. But I guess, you got to tell them. You got to guess... tote that line, bro. That's how you start the conversation. Yeah. No, the first day I saw him, I was like, hey, yo, you the new neighbor? He said something like that and then walked the fuck off. But I was turning up, so I didn't care. It was when I came back from Utah. Um, you got to keep yeah, that, now, bro. <laughs> bro, now, now I see him and he, he just... He doesn't even nod his head. I'll be like, what's up? He he won't do shit. I'm like, damn, you niggas really got to. <laughs> you know, really I, bro, to you. Yeah, honestly, bro, you got you got to conserve your energy, bro, because I almost got in. I almost got in a fight with a uh, with an Amazon driver because of that um, the other oh. day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember like, yeah, for those that don't know, um, I don't know. I got this thing about, like, black unity and shit. It's, it's, a, it's a thing. And when mm-hmm. I see another black person, I see another black person, and, and they staring at me. I would not, because how I was raised, if you gonna see, walk in somebody's house, you gonna give eye contact, you gotta speak to them, address them, acknowledge their existence. Yeah. You know yep. what I'm saying? And if I, I didn't do that than, shit, uh, I used to give. It's better than giving them a bad smirk back or some shit, or being like, "What the fuck you looking at?" So exactly, exactly. On the good side and shit. Yeah, so for y'all, like, if, if I didn't acknowledge my family's existence when I did that shit, I would get my ass beat. But when somebody does that shit to me, it, it's triggering. Hashtag yeah. coming. 
But anyway, um, so this nigga, this nigga, you know what I'm saying? Me bugging while I walk into his truck. I'm like, yo, what's up? And he, he, he just kept going. I'm like, well, fuck you too then. I said, yeah. He said, what did you say? I, I, so I walked up to him and I said, I said, well, fuck you too then. You know what I'm saying? And then, and, he's like, and then he just walked out. He's like, man, I don't know you, man. But then I, I realized, you know what I'm saying? Like, he right. I guess he don't know me. And I don't, yeah, he don't know me. I don't know him. And like, I'm trying to get better at this shit called aggression. And you know what I'm saying? So I just said, you know what, bro? I was wrong. I just, and you know what I'm saying? We just kept it at that. But we can't, we can't do things. Hey, I'm proud of you. Huh? Bro, that shit's hard, bro. I'm learning, I'm learning how to not do, th- how to do things without expectations. That's the hardest shit. Cause I'm just like, yo, if I'm saying yeah. what's up to you, you should say what's up back. But at the same time, it's like, who the fuck am I and who the fuck is that person even have that power of my day in my end of the day? You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's the hardest fuck, hardest shit ever. Like, I just want, man, I be wanting to like, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, life is short. Life is short and it's, it's shorter when you do dumb shit. It really is, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a story. I appreciate that. Yeah, I thought like I'm in an AA meeting. Y'all always say I appreciate you, and I'm like, damn. Oh, I ain't man, I'm an appreciative ass nigga, bro. I I just realized that. Yeah, I, I just like it's, it's a good thing. Expressing appreciation. Yeah, it's a good thing, and the fact that it was only identified from one portion of 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 uh of what we do, what we have, so that it can expand, so that way of life can expand to other facets of you know the day to day or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, that concludes our rabbit hole. Uh, if y'all got any comments or uh, things to say about our rabbit hole topics, um, feel free to uh, send a voicemail. Voice message. Yeah, well, Curry, uh, shut the fuck up. We welcome haters. We welcome haters, please. All haters That's come to the show. Hell yeah. Yep. We love to we love to be everybody. Yep, this is an expandable platform that welcomes people that have interesting shit to say. This is your platform, audience. This is not our platform. This is where this is this is very much so for the people. Not like how America tries to sell it and pretend like it's for the people and it's really for the for the people yeah, that are rich. Sure. They didn't finish that sentence. They ran out of ink. But plus it's for the people for the people that have passions, dreams, and desires and goals. Bro, bro. Real shit. Appreciate y'all listening. Won't you, won't you be my neighbor? Should we exit with that song? Uh, with the, uh, uh, I got, I got the, the, the cardigan sweater on. And was that, remember that song? I was like, won't you be my neighbor? My neighbor. <laughs> yeah, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's make that the exit. Well, well, well look. If we can't fit it in, y'all, you know, just look up the song and uh, it'll bring you to a peaceful state. So you ever want to fight somebody? Rest in peace, I will uh, Mr. Rogers. Taraji P. Hempton? No, Mr. Rogers. Oh, I just said Taraji. I'm like, damn, see, I, was, I was looking her up earlier. She's still alive and kicking. Shout out to yeah, her, though. Kicking. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to her. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to figure out what this deli is for this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. All right, yo.
thank you guys for, for uh, jumping in on the podcast. Really appreciate you. Um, you know, this is a Galactic Nomad. Um, follow me at the underscore Galactic Nomad or Koala, K-O-A-L-E-H, uh, underscore L-O-C, and Fireside Jams on Instagram.